Good morning. All right, lights are coming up. Uh, I realize maybe this is blocked in the middle screen, so I just kind of set it over. Um, we're in the Voice series. How many of you ever watched the show The Voice and you know, admitted in church? Okay, good. Yeah, it's have some really great vocal talent, and I think a couple years or last year, I believe it was Tony Evans' son was on there. Anthony Evans actually sang here at this church when he was in a group Truth. Uh, anyways, kind of a neat show. And the producer of Truth, let me just say this. Or the producer, not of truth, the producer of, that would be God. Okay, but the producer of The Voice and Survivor and other shows, he's produced an amazing, it, it took number one last week on the History Channel. It's called the, the Bible. It's on week two tonight, five o'clock, or seven o'clock, right? Yeah, there you go, good. It's in the worship guide. I encourage you to watch it. Well, well done. Well, this morning we're talking about the still voice of the Lord. Over in 1 Kings, you can turn over to 1 Kings 19. And I'm going to read this out of the contemporary idiom, the message from Eugene Peterson. And I like how he says this. Uh, I've read this passage a number of times over the years, but listen to it. It says, And then he was told, Go stand on the mountain at attention before God. God will pass by. And a hurricane ripped through the mountains and shattered the rocks before God, but God wasn't to be found in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but God wasn't in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but God wasn't in the fire. And after the fire, a gentle and quiet whisper. And when Elijah heard the quiet voice, he muffled his face with his great cloak. He went to the mouth of the cave, and he stood there. A quiet voice asked, So Elijah, now tell me, what are you doing here? And Elijah said it again, I've been working my heart out for God, the God of the angel armies, because the people of Israel have abandoned your covenant. They've destroyed your places of worship and murdered your prophets. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me. You know, Elijah we know was a mighty powerful man of God. We know that he had great victories there at Mount Carmel, but we also know that there was a, a Jezebel, or it wasn't, a, she was Jezebel, that's where the Jezebel spirit comes from, and, and she basically threatened him, and he was discouraged and depressed, and God had done all these miraculous feats in his life, just like God's done great things in your life. But I, I want to zero in on this verse, it says, but God wasn't in this, and he wasn't in that, but he was in the gentle whisper the quiet still voice of the almighty now i like it when god thunders how about you i like when god speaks loud and profound and he screams i seem to hear a little better i think c.s lewis says once he put it this way he says but god screams in my pain and sometimes we have to go through difficult situations for god to get our attention but we live in an age of information I'm, I'm amazed about how much information comes down the pike every day, every month, every year. Just in the last 30 years or so, they've already said that we've already gotten more information in that time than we got in the first 5,000 years. And it just continues. I've got filing cabinets everywhere in my office and back in the cave. And, and you know, it's just filled with stuff. And now stuff's getting all this on, on the computers and digital. And I've got folders. And I just think, man, information's coming and coming. And it just keeps coming. Does anybody ever just get a little bit overwhelmed with all the information out there today? Anybody? I mean, it's exciting to live today. I mean, if you want to know an answer about anything, you can go Google it. And you can look it up. How many of you want to Google God sometimes? Say, God, i got a question. Oh, you can. It's called a dialogue with him. It's called having a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's called going to his word. But we're used to having what we want. We want it rather quickly. We want a response now. We, we, we tend to treat God like he's the internet or he's our heavenly uh, slot machine. That He's going to do exactly what we tell him. We're going to put in a, a search engine and God, it's up to you to respond. But God is so much greater than that. 
And God still chooses to whisper. God chooses to whisper. Do we quieten our voice before him? All these new parents up here today, they've learned what it is to have quietness in the house, and they've learned what it is to, I don't know where that came from. And they enjoy those seasons of solitude and quietness. Our little granddaughter, she's so gifted, she can sleep through a vacuum cleaner running. Her dad the other day got the vacuum cleaner out because she needed to be awake so she could sleep at night. She's doing much better. She's getting bigger. And he, he showed me a video of it. And it was hilarious. You know, that vacuum cleaner, and they ain't phasing her, man. You know, sleeping away. Kind of like some of you at church when I look out and you're just asleep, you know. I'm giving it everything I've got. I've got zeal and enthusiasm for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I worship him. And you're, oh, hey, man, come on, God, help him. I told you about the first time I ever preached. They took me to a nursing home. And they said, why are you laughing? I didn't think it was funny. And I had so much passion for God. And I walked in that nursing home. And my best friend at the time, he was, he was, uh, he was a singer. He's a worship pastor over in Georgia. And he said, I'm going to sing. I'm going to warm it up. And then, and then you get to come up and you get to preach. I said, oh, that'd be great. I was a brand new Christian. I've been a Christian a month. Had already led my roommate to Christ. I was sharing with anything that would breathe. Key word, breathe. I walked in that room. And I got up and I gave them what I had and I started sharing my testimony. And I knew they were going to roll their chairs down the aisle and give their lives to Jesus. 40% of them went to sleep in the first five minutes. And I've hardly been back to a nursing home since. Just don't have the ministry of gerontology. So when you get old, Pastor Keith will come. But please keep your eyes peeled. Okay, here we go. So some of you, you're looking for answers today. And I'm not necessarily going to have the answers. The answers I've got I found in God. And I'm going to give you a scriptural reference and text, and maybe you can find strength there. But then some of you, you're going to struggle because you're saying, I'm looking for the fire. I'm looking for the wind. I'm looking for the earthquake. I'm looking for a cosmic situation, something to just shake my world. And those situations will come too. But in 1 Kings, there in, that we read in 19, it says, In the earthquake and the fire, there was a small, still voice of the Lord. And God is in the disasters and the big natural disasters of the world, but he loves to come and appear in that small, still voice as he did to Elijah. He does to you and me this morning. And he has control definitely over nature. He's all-powerful. He's all-present. He's an outstanding. It's interesting that we sang, How Great Is Our God. That was not to be sung today. But how many of you would say, Amen, our God is great. He is above all. He is to be worshipped above all. But God was making his presence known to Elijah through the small, still voice. So Elijah had been on the mountain. He's come down from the mountain. He hears from the Lord, and God makes himself known. But I thought about us. We get distracted so many times by the busyness of life, the hustle, the bustle, the just everything's going on. There, there's activity everywhere. And we, we want to be like Adam and Eve over in the garden where they just walk with God. And they fellowshiped, and then they sinned, as we know from Genesis. And, and what, ha what happened next? Then they hid themselves from God. And ever since then, sin has brought separation between humanity and the Father. And, we, and when we're guilty, we hide ourselves. And I'd say this morning, let's just get clean before the Lord and let him speak to us clearly. Would you agree with that, church? Let's just let God speak. How many of you believe this morning that God still speaks? I know he does. I heard from him this morning. I hear from him all the time. I hope you, do. you have to begin to train yourself. You have to set aside time to listen to him. Oh, there's a lot of voices. Some of you like talk radio. I still ain't figured that out yet. Don't, don't send me emails, okay? Don't, I don't need an email. But talk radio just makes me want to take medicine. It just, 
I mean, you know, I know I'm ADD and HD and everything else, <laughs> you know, high def and everything else. But the reality is, some of that talk radio, I mean, I can be okay. I can listen to some talk radio and I can get mad and I can get fired up. I, I guess that's the purpose. I, I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. But Elijah was stunned one day. He was stunned by the whisper, by that small, still voice. I think scripture would teach us that. Um, God yearns to have a relationship with us through his son. And so I got a question I want you to write on the side of your notes today. I love to give you extra stuff. When was the last time you heard the voice of the Lord? When was the last time that you stilled yourself and you heard the voice of the Lord? And if you haven't heard from him, it's maybe because you're not doing some things that would uh, provide an opportunity for you to hear. You're not taking the necessary steps. You, you're, you're too caught up in maybe religious activity even or you're just caught up in your life or you're caught up in to all the situations that have circumstances that have come to your world and god wants us to slow down he wants us to hear from him but in exodus chapter 19 i want you to write down exodus chapter 19 verse 10 i love this it says and then the lord told moses go down and prepare the people for my arrival and consecrate them today and tomorrow and have them wash their clothing I want you to circle a word in your Bible. Prepare. To hear from God requires preparation. All in life we learn we have to prepare to take exams. We have to prepare to do this. We prepare to do that. Why would we not have to prepare to hear from the Lord? If we really want to hear from Him. And in Exodus 19, and we looked at that verse, it, there in 1919, He tells us there, As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and the voice of God answered him. I love that, the voice. That's what we call this series, The Voice. The voice wants your attention and mine, if I'll be quiet, if I'll be still. As I was doing a lot of preparation this week, getting ready to, in this series, continuing, I love to listen to this pastor out of Gateway Church. He's James Robinson's pastor. His name's Robert Morris. And right there inside the box, I want you to, I want to give him credit for this, but I want you to see these points. They're very simple. I probably had different ones, but I just want to go right through this. I want you to see this. Number one, write it down. Pick a time and pick a place if you want to meet with God. you got to pick a time and you got to pick a place if you don't meet with him. Now, God can talk to you anywhere, but this helps us in the preparation mode. You know, we set up, how many of you set appointments with doctors and with people? You ever do that? Sure you do. And that's important. You have an appointment, you have a lunch appointment. You have, a, you have a sales appointment. You, you have a, an appointment with your dentist. That, that's probably your most blessed visit of the week. Yeah, whatever. And, uh, but you have these appointments in life. How about an appointment with the Almighty? God, I want to hear you. Now, parents, all these parents of young kids, it's hard for y'all to make appointments when you have little ones that depend on you for everything. We were talking about the other night in Bible study on Wednesday night about Susanna Wesley, the, the wife of John, and uh, they had so many kids, and and basically, or Susanna was the mom of John, and, 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 and raising these kids, she never had a quiet moment. So she would get her apron, and she would throw it over her head, and she told the kids, now kids, when mama's got the apron over her head, she's meeting with God. Do not mess with mama. Can you imagine what them little boys must have done in that house when mama put the apron over their head? Anyway, just a thought, mom, trying to help y'all. Pick a time and a place. You know, sometimes you can go by a place, and I don't drink coffee. Some of you are like, praise God, if you're that wired up, that's, that's when no caffeine, I'm just wired up. 
But, but I have gone there. Every once in a while, we get a real cold day. Except this year, we didn't have much of a winter. I didn't go, but I wanted to, and Donna would have known it, too. I like to go by and get me a little hot chocolate every once in a while. But I know when I, I, we have a Starbucks right by our house, and you, ride, and you go in there, and it's always just full of people. And there are some people, and they, they say, I meet with God at Starbucks. I think, well, that's a strange place. But they'll get their earbuds, and they'll listen to their iPod, and they'll have their Bibles open. Just find a time. Find a place. I want you to write this thought down. Miss appointments or disappointments when you miss your daily appointment with god disappointment usually follows that and sometimes he gives a little grace but disappointment will come if you miss your appointment look at the second one be still in worship just be still stand still before the lord reflect rest and receive from him press the pause button uh, we, we got this thing a few years ago that I just marvel at. It's called DVR. And I tell you, if you ever get it, you'll, TV will never be the same for you. It, it just, it just makes, matter of fact, I, I've grown rather impatient. Come on now, hurry, hurry. Dad, you're watching live TV. Ah, ah, I, I am. And I like where I just fly through it. I watched a, a whole Wimbledon match one day, six hours and 22 minutes. Yeah, you know, it didn't take me long. Okay, all right, so. Be still in worship. God, help me to position my... In this be still, just write down the word position. Position yourself in, in a still way. The third thing, pray and read. You've got to take time. In the scripture, I think in chapter 1 of Mark, it says, and Jesus got up early and he withdrew to the mountainside. He went off to an isolated place to meet with his father. And Jesus knew that he had to rise and he had to spend time. And for us, we need to pray. We need to read. And, and uh, a lot of times people say, well, what do I read, Pastor? And I've always told you, read a proverb a day. Read a psalm a day. Read something out of the Old Testament. Read something out of the New Testament. Read the Gospels. I, I, I was listening to this thing, and I like it. It says, basically, and you say, where should I read? Here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you a thing right now that's going to change your life. How many want to get the life changed right now? All right, the rest of you, I don't know what you're doing. Okay. If you want to know where to read, you ready? This is going to be tough now. I want you to read on the inside of this book. Just right here between the covers. Just open it and begin to read. God, I will hide your word in my heart that I won't sin against you. God, I will come to your word that I can hear your voice. But God, I want to hear clearly from you. Psalm 119, 147. I rise before dawn. I cry for help, said the psalmist. I have put hope in your word. He knew he had to put his hope in God. Not in this situation, not in this circumstance, but in the Lord God. And the fourth one's this. Listen and write. Listen to his voice and write. I talk a lot about journaling because I've done it for decades. And if some of you take me up on it, and if you hear it enough, some of you are going to go, just shut up, I'll do it. But I promise you, journaling will change your life. Journaling will give you focus. Journaling, you can see the hand of God. Journaling will see you to see what God has done in your life and on your behalf. Journaling will be an exercise that you can begin to train yourself to be still and listen and write. But you know what? Peter Lord stood here one time. He says, prayer is more about listening than it is talking. And he said that that day, and, and it's just rang through my ears ever since he left. Because I tell you, I'm a verbose person, and don't say amen. And I love to talk. And I love to talk to Papa God. But I've learned true prayer is a dialogue it's talking and listening, talking and listening, listening and talking less, listening more and talking less, but listening to him, 
to that small, still voice that Elijah talked about. You know, when we listen to the Lord, we get those small nudges from the Lord, those promptings, the inner voice where it aligns us with the will of God and we begin to move in the ways of the Father. And when we learn to train ourselves and learn to be still, we might say, could that have been God? It'll never go inconsistent with his will. It always matches character. And we, so we have to open our ears to the voice of the Lord. And you're saying, well, Keith, that's kind of basic, but it's kind of hard. But if we listen closely, if we draw near to him, if we get really close and we move in and we open our hearts, I think God will speak. God is speaking even this morning. In, in the book of Habakkuk, if you'll turn over to Habakkuk, the old little small minor prophet, I was reading this passage with our foxhole pastor brothers that I went to a few weeks ago. And we were just studying Habakkuk. We, we, we did a whole series here a year or two ago. I don't know when it was. But um, in chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, the Word of God says this. I will stand on my guard post and station myself on the rampart, and I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me and how I may reply when I am reproved. And then the Lord answered me and said, Record the vision and inscribe it on tablets, that the one who reads it may run. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens toward the goal, and it will not fail, though it tarries. Wait for it, for it will certainly come. It will not delay. Habakkuk had learned that he needed to hear from God. He was a spokesman for God, so it was good that he was a true prophet, and he heard from the Lord. And I want you to fill this in. I will stand on my guard post, and write in parentheses, and I will be still. I'm trying to just walk us through this thing today because I, I need to be reminded over and over, and I think you do, and maybe you haven't heard it before, but we have to be still. And Habakkuk would say, I got still before the Lord. I, in Exodus chapter 14, verse 13, write down the reference, Exodus 14, 13. But Moses just told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. And the Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. And I like that verse where he says, just stand still still in second chronicles 20 17 it says but you will not even need to fight take your positions and then stand still and watch the lord's victory how many of y'all are y'all like me that you want to help the lord you want to help him gain a victory yeah like like he needs us but he allows us to partner with him through the power of the holy spirit and god wants us to stand still as we stand still we we see the deliverance of the lord just as they did here in the old testament as they do in the new testament so the key word here is position yourself to be still. Look at this next point. I will keep watch to see. I will keep watch to see. In other words, I will have vision in my life. I want to see what God has for me through Scripture, through listening to His voice. Those thoughts, my mind begins to lighten up by the power through the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I tune in to what God's got. Lord, give me light. Where is light? Do you know where light is? right here this is the light of god and it reveals and it radiates and it speaks into our life and it shows us what god is like the third thing is he will speak to me here's just the thing we tune into spontaneity those floats those free-flowing but they're under the control of the spirit we're just spending time in god's word we're spending time in god's presence we're just that, that whole uh, reading and journaling we're just sitting before the lord and we're saying lord speak to me uh and it's just a beautiful thing. God, just begin to give me these thoughts. But look at the fourth one. And then the Lord answered me and said, record the vision. Here's a biblical principle why we should write when we talk to the Lord. I don't know about some of you. Some of you are fine, and, and you don't have to do this, and some of you might consider this, and some of you already do it. 
You might even consider journaling your prayers, recording your prayers. I don't do that a lot. I mean, some, I, mean I, I journal a lot, and sometimes I write up my prayers. A lot of times I don't. But I do find it, it, it's a good exercise. And it keeps me focused. And it keeps me disciplined. And, and I begin to see, man, am I praying the same things over and over? Is God expanding my prayer life? What is the Lord speaking to me? I read Scripture this morning as I was reading Scripture. Uh, you know, I always ask the Lord, what would you say to me through your word? How many of you think God speaks through his word? I hope all of you. That's God speaks loudly and quietly through his word he whispers to us so we listen and we write but the hardest is, is listening for many of us maybe for all of us i don't know but ecclesiastes chapter 5 1 and 2 i want you to listen to, to the word of the lord it says guard your steps when you go to the house of god go listen to this i thought this uh, this just jumped off the page to me go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know that they do wrong do not be quick with your mouth has anybody already been cleaned up already do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before god god is in heaven and you are on earth so let your words be few really uh-huh go near to listen has anybody ever heard the voice of the Lord in this room before? All the time. And it's a great place in a corporate gathering that we position ourselves in the sanctuary of God for him to speak. But it's just, or probably more critical, that you steal yourself in your prayer closet or at home or at Starbucks with your buds or whatever, with your earbuds, or, or whatever you're doing, and you just steal away with the Lord and say, Lord, speak to me. Listen, listen to this. I love this. It says in Psalm 45:1, my heart burst its banks, spilling beauty and goodness. I pour it out in a poem to the king, shaping the rivers into words. You know, that's, we, we've got 150 psalms, and they're songs unto the Lord, they're poems, it's poetry, and it and it, it, it expresses the heart of God, it expresses one that's broken and, and what God's saying to David. And here I think God's trying to say, listen. And then right as the Lord speaks to you, I just believe after this series that more people are going to hear from the Lord. They're going to choose to. It's not that I'm going to give you any uh, necessarily magic or anything, but I'm going to give you God's word, and I believe God's word is going to speak for itself. I want you to hear this. You're, you're going to get these concepts. They're so simple today, but if we walk away with these concepts I'm preaching on today, our lives will be transformed. Look in the first one, stillness. Four ways to hear God. Number one, just stillness. I'm hammering it over and over, but I want us to be still and to know it. If I get still before God, I'll hear from him. The second one is, is vision. I can get a vision from God. I can get a vision for my life. I hear people all the time, Pastor Keith, I want a vision. I need a vision. What's the next step? People are always telling me, what's the next step? What's the next step? And you know what I've learned? There's always a next step for the believer in Jesus Christ. How many believe that today? You never arrive. There's always something else to do. There's always a next step to take with Jesus on this journey called life. And I just say, are you asking God for a vision for your life? That vision brings clarity. That vision brings purpose. That vision brings fruit. The vision brings joy. The vision brings fulfillment. I remember, I've told you, but it's my story. I remember when God gave me a nebulous loose picture of a contemporary church in 1990 when i was doing theology studies at emory and i remember coming home and telling donna 
And she just kind of looked at me like, oh man, what does that mean? You know, and we just began to talk and pray and process and walk with God and stay faithful where we were. And that vision took six years to come to completion in 1996, 17 years ago. We stepped out in a vision that God had given us because I'd been still, because I'd been listening to his voice. And is anybody in this room glad today that I listened to his voice for that vision? Yeah, boy, I'm glad. And I'm so grateful for you and all the ones that have preceded you and all the ones that will follow you and all the ones that are with us. I mean, I'm not like you're going to die or anything. But I mean, I want us, I want us to grow and multiply and bless and expand the kingdom of Christ. So vision, the third one, spontaneity. So God wants us through these spontaneous thoughts, through us listening to him, God talks to us. And I'll talk about that in a minute. And then the fourth one is journaling. And I keep hammering that. Journal, journal, record the vision right before the Lord. Habakkuk goes to a quiet place. He stations himself there and he just says, God speak. And God spoke to Habakkuk. God spoke to Elijah. God spoke to Paul. God spoke to David. God's speaking to you. Are you listening? Do you have ears to hear? Remember when I started the first week, three weeks ago? The sheep know his voice. He's the shepherd. We need to train ourselves to listen. We quiet ourselves. We watch. We use. We ask as Ephesians says, Lord, enlighten the eyes of my heart that I might see you, that I might see your word, that I look about, I keep watch. I look about, I spy, I keep I watch, I observe, I inspect, I perceive, I have vision, I move forward. I'm on this quest, I observe, I look upon, I give attention, I discern, I distinguish, I present myself, but God, I want to see. Here it is again, I position myself. Friend, if you just walk away from here today, I hope you'll say, you know what, I'm going to position myself to hear God. I'm going to make an appointment with God, and I'm going to position myself to hear from Him. And I just believe that God, I, I told somebody in counseling about six weeks ago, they said, yeah, I don't really hear from God. I, I don't think God answers my prayer. And here, I, I'm, you know, I'm just so, yeah, whatever. Here's what I told him. I put all the pressure on God. I said, I want you to do it. I gave him a journal. I said, here, here, here's a journal. I said, you got a Bible? I'll give you a Bible. No, I got a Bible. I said, okay. I want you to go home and read it every day for the next month. And what I want you to do is I just want you to write in there. God gives you one word. If he gives you no words, if he gives you a paragraph, if he gives you the whole book, just write. How many of you believe God can speak if we take his word in a notebook and we say, God, speak, and you spend consistent time? How many of you believe God can speak? He will. But if you're not willing to quieten yourself, if you're not willing to be still, if you're not willing to position yourself, then you're going to hear a lot of voices. It's probably not the voice of God. So we still, we focus. Hebrews says, fix our eyes upon Jesus. Set our gaze upon him that we can walk in the way of the master, and he lights up our mind. Elijah, the Bible talks about he stilled himself away to a cave. David commanded his soul to wait for the Lord. Remember when you read the Psalms and it says, wait on the Lord, wait patiently for the Lord. David learned what I'm talking about. Daniel, the Bible says that he went into the chamber and he looked toward Jerusalem three times a day. He positioned himself. He got quiet. He got still. Jesus, he left the masses. He left the multitudes to withdraw to the mountain place to be with the Father. Paul went to the Arabian desert after his conversion so he could hear and be schooled of God. This morning, God just wants to speak to us. I don't know where it is. It could be in your backyard. It could be on the front seat of your pickup. It could be in your closet. 
could be at McDonald's. I can't imagine God showing up there. Uh, uh, no, I mean, where, wherever God just wants to show up. You know, I'm fortunate. You provide an office for me. And I have kind of a back room. I call it the inner sanctum. I always kid people. I hey, throw a rope in there just in case I die, you know, and you can pull me out or whatever. And I go in there, I have a little bench, and it's a little kneeler, and I have the Bible open. I go in there and just meet with God. It's just a quiet place. And you're saying, well, Keith, I don't have that. Well, you got a car, you got a truck, you got a tree, you got a bench, you got a park bench. You, you, you just find a place. You, you know, do you ever get by yourself? Oh, yeah, I'm by myself a lot. What do you do? Ah, oh, man, I play video games all day. I, uh, I, I watch ESPN. I'm, you know, I'm going brain dead on that. Okay. I mean, can, can I just ask this? Man, I'm so guilty. How many times can we watch one play, you know? I mean, if, if it's a really good contest, I'll watch it over and over. It don't ever change. It's the same play I watched yesterday and all through the day. And I go to the gym and they play it again. And I get just as excited about it then as I did the first time I watched it. And I'm thinking, God, will I give you that kind of time? Will I give you that focus? And then God moves in a quiet way. He's moving here. You know, God sometimes, I want you to fill this in. God sometimes whispers. But will you listen? Will you have ears to hear? But you know what? I want to rent a PA system. I want it to be loud. I, I want God to drive down the street and be screaming at me. How many of you would like for Pastor Keith Bay to rent a billboard over here on 85 and you could ride over there and there'd be a message just for you every day? How many would drive over there to it? I mean, if there was a message just for you right here on 85 and you drove over there and there was a message and it told you what to do, how many would go over there every day? Guess what? You don't have to drive. He's got it right there. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know the Greek. I don't know the Hebrew. And I don't, I'm not a scholar. What's I got to do with it? That probably just confuses it. <laughs> just read and let the, amen, I hear you. Let the voice of the Almighty. God, like the advertiser. Wouldn't it be cool if you opened up the advertiser, which I don't, but if you opened it up and it was like answers for Christ community. And every day we'd go, here's the Christ community nuggets. We all went to the advertiser and it tells us what to do. Well, it's God's work. But sometimes as we seek answers, God is still above that. And he doesn't always choose to heal us yet. He doesn't always choose to meet our financial needs right now. He doesn't always choose to save our lost ones when we want him to. But he's God and he's faithful. And God wants us to seek after him and to be still before him and listen to the still voice of the Lord. And God took people to prison cells. He took them to the wilderness. He took them to the deserts. He took them to the caves. God is always taking a people to school. He's always taking them somewhere to, to get away from the distractions, to hear from him. And this morning, I'm just praying that God's going to take this simple message and that we'll begin to be people of intentionality. And the intentionality would be, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak, Father, for your child wants to hear from you. I don't think God's up there trying to hide. He, he wants to speak truth to us. He wants to speak into our life. And I want you to, it's a, it's a verse, we all can quote it, but, and, and they're going to come and sing a song in just a moment. They can go ahead and start moving this way. But in Psalm chapter 46, verse 10, I, I have attached myself to this verse year after year after year, and I hope you will. Be still and know that I am God. And this morning, I, I'm just praying that you would just be still before the Father. This altar is going to be open. Some of you, 
it's a good place for you and you'll come and you'll kneel down at the altar and that'll be a place some of you will sit right there in your chair and that is a quiet place for you some of you can kneel right by your chair and that will be a place for you to hear but don't let this be the only place that you try to position yourself to hear from him daily god i want to hear you i close with this statement do you value the voice of the lord if you do you'll set a time and you'll set a place let's pray father i pray that you would give me and the ones in this room and the ones that listen on the internet a hearing heart holy spirit what would you say to us today I ask the simple question, do you want to hear from the Father? Do you want to hear the voice of the shepherd? If you do, I think you'll hear. Do you position yourself to hear from him? Are you open to what he might say? And if he speaks, will you obey? Go to the word. It's the primary filter for hearing God's voice.